Today's reading is John 21. Later, by the Sea of Tiberias, Jesus again revealed himself to the disciples. He made himself known in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter told them, I am going fishing. We will go with you, they said. So they went out and got into the boat, but caught nothing that night. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus. So he called out to them, Children, do you have any fish? No, they answered. He told them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it there, and they were unable to haul it in because of the great number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord! As soon as Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came ashore in the boat. They dragged in the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus told them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Come have breakfast, Jesus said to them. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and he did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he answered, you know that I love you. Jesus replied, feed my lambs. Jesus asked a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he answered, you know that I love you. Jesus told him, shepherd my sheep. Jesus asked a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was deeply hurt that Jesus had asked him a third time, Do you love me? Lord, you know all things, he replied. You know I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I tell you, when you were young, you dressed yourself and walked where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And after he had said this, he told him, Follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. He was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper to ask, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If I want him to remain until I return, what is that to you? You follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that this disciple would not die. However, Jesus did not say that he would not die. But only, if I want him to remain until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things, and who has written them down, and we know that his testimony is true. There are many more things that Jesus did. If all of them were written down, I suppose that not even the world itself would have space for the books that would be written. This is God's word. After his resurrection, Jesus made several appearances. We read about an important one here today in John 21. The purpose of these appearances was, of course, to demonstrate his resurrection. But although he spent extended time with the disciples, he did not resume his previous ministry. 
nor did he overthrow the Roman government and establish a kingdom as the disciples expected. You can see Acts 1-6 for that expectation. This must have been unsettling to the disciples. Jesus was alive, and he showed up at times, but he didn't stay around. Instead, he would spend time with them, then disappear. What was the plan going forward? They didn't know. So Peter, being the natural leader that he was, announced his intention to go fishing, according to verse 3. The other disciples who were with him followed. Verse 2 and verse 3 tell us that. We do not know if Peter did this to pass the time, to resume something familiar in his life, or if he was dabbling with the idea of returning to his previous occupation. Regardless of why, he was no good at it anymore. Verse 3 says, That night they caught nothing. Hard to stay in business if that happens to you very often. While it probably wasn't unprecedented for Peter before he became a disciple of Jesus, it was far from normal to catch nothing. After their failure to catch any fish, Jesus revealed himself by giving them a miraculous catch. We saw that in verses 4 through 7. Although they now had plenty of fish to eat themselves, and to sell even, Jesus had already made breakfast preparations for them, according to verse 9. He fed them, according to verse 13, then turned to the matter of Peter's restoration. While it is true that Peter had seen Christ before this, it is also true that the memory of his denial of Jesus was still fresh in his mind. Until Jesus addressed it, Peter's denial would be a barrier to him becoming the leader that Jesus had appointed him to be. In this passage, Jesus asked Peter to affirm his love, his commitment to Christ, three times one that corresponded to each of his denials of Jesus. Each time he affirmed his love for Jesus, Jesus commanded him to care for his followers. The point was made that Peter's denial was forgiven. Now he must do what the Lord commanded by caring for God's people. We see that in verses 15, 16, and 17. The final command to Peter was to be ready to die for Christ in verse 18 but to follow Jesus anyway, according to verse 19. Do you have any failures in your past that are impeding your present ability to serve Jesus? Take a lesson from this passage. Jesus was gracious toward Peter. He knew that Peter was repentant for denying Jesus, but that Peter still felt lingering guilt about doing it. Jesus refocused Peter's attention, calling him to commit to Christ in the present and stay committed to him in the future, even though it would cost him his life. The issue wasn't that Peter had failed Jesus, and so he had to go back fishing because he couldn't be an effective apostle. The issue is that he needed to focus on following Jesus, doing what Christ commanded him to do today. So it is for any one of us. If you are consumed with regret or sorrow over failures in your life, let this passage be restorative for you. No matter what you've done, it isn't as spectacularly bad as denying you even know the Lord Jesus while he was being treated unjustly. If Jesus forgave and restored Peter to useful service, and he did, he will do that for you too. Forget about the failures of the past. I mean, confess them and then forget about them. Focus today on following Jesus and doing what he commands now. That's the way forward if you're his disciple. I'll see you next time. Have a great day.